Hello, I'm Dango Rose, and this is the Mountaineer Podcast, where everybody's listening. And I'm Cynthia Davis. In today's episode, we talked to Mountaineer reporter Amira Aguilito. She recently wrote a story about the increase of mountain lions in the area, causing growing concerns among residents. We will also hear from the Mountaineer managing editor, Barbara Hart. She'll talk about the paper and where things are headed into the new year. We then catch up with correspondent Jamie Lammers, who'll be interviewing musical artist Bear Hat. But first, some news from your neighborhood. Approved tax increases of 25% to the sales and use tax, a $2 increase for occupation tax, and a marijuana sales tax all went into effect January 1st. Anyone wishing to read further details of these changes as well as access necessary tax forms can read and access all forms on the town finance page. Visit townofnederland.colorado.gov forward slash finance. If you're looking for something new to do throughout the winter months, the Gilpin County Community Center has activities and classes for everyone. Find a complete calendar of events, including pool hours, printed in the Mountaineer newspaper. You can also visit them online at gilpincounty.colorado.gov. The town of Nederland reminds motorists to take it slow during heavy snowfall. Drivers are cautioned to maintain plenty of distance between their car and other vehicles. Be alert for working snowplows and always be sure your vehicle is equipped with the appropriate tires before driving during hazardous conditions. And that's it for this week's news briefs. If you have something to share, you can send requests for submission to info at themountaineer.com. As long as it meets our community standards, we'll be sure to include it in a future episode. Share the love this Valentine's Day with a message to your special someone in black and white print. Send us your poems, send us your prose, and include one photo to be printed in the February 9th edition of the Mountaineer newspaper. You can email your information to info at themountaineer.com. For our feature story, we go to Omira Acevedo lead reporter for the Mountaineer newspaper. She's going to share information from her recent article on the increased run-ins between mountain lions, people, and their pets. Omira, it's been theorized that the gross dam expansion may have had something to do with the increase in lion activity. Could you please explain further? I reached out to the environmental group and I created a list and I kind of took note of everything from when the Girls Stand project started to how much mountain lion activity has increased. And the further along the project got, the sportings were just like one right after the other. And how large of an area will the dam expand into? Well, um, if my memory serves me right, I believe Gross Dam is going from 42 thousand acre feet to 119,000. So if the dam's almost going to triple in size, how does this affect the lions and how they hunt? One 
Mountain Lion requires roughly 60 square miles to comfortably survive. That's a lot of acreage you're taking away. These catamounts, mountain lions, they don't know what to do. You know, everything's being pushed away, not just the lions, but deer, squirrels, coyotes, bobcats. How many cats could be responsible for the growing number of attacks on pets and livestock? Well, at first, the consensus was there's one rogue lion just, you know, going crazy in the area. But now they're thinking it's got to be two or three. And now they're fighting for new territory. With our pets as such easy targets for a hungry lion, what can we do to keep our animals safe? I guess misconception, for lack of a better term here, is, well, you know, my dog is fenced in and mountain lions are climbers. They climb, you know, almost 40 plus feet up a tree. So a six foot or even 12 foot fence isn't much of an obstacle here. For the mountain lions, that's, you know, just give them a running head start and up and over they go. Especially if they're starving, they're going to do whatever they have to, to eat. So it's, you know, again, I get offering, you know, dogs, cats, cows, you know, all animals, just the freedom to roam. Just, you know, be mindful. You still live in lion country. Should people be keeping their dogs on leashes? Are they more or less vulnerable? Well, there's a little bit of controversy with leashes and keeping your outdoor pet leashed because then they don't have the opportunity to run away. So what do you do if you're out and you come in contact with a lion? Uh, Yes. So one of the steps um, rangers recommend is, yes, trying to make yourself look large, Uh, And don't let your dog kind of wander off, you know, several feet in front of you. Keep them pretty close. Make tons, tons of noise. Um, And they, uh, one ranger I spoke to said, you can even grunt, you know, because grunting is very powerful. So just, you know, if you have a whistle, blow it. If, you know, anything, anything that makes it loud, annoying, obnoxious type of noise should help you know they blend in so well so one can easily be five six feet next to you and you would never know it thank you omira this is all really important information we'll be updating the community anytime there is new information in the paper online and on our podcast if you have an encounter with a lion please report it to local law enforcement or Colorado Parks and Wildlife as soon as possible. Now we go to Barbara Hart. Barbara has owned the Mountaineer newspaper for the past 12 years. She will continue to play a key role in the paper, but starting this year, she now has a new title. My name is Barbara Hart, and I am the managing editor at the Mountaineer newspaper. She tells us how this big change came about and what it means for future operations. Basically, with um, Christian Bennett coming in and being the new publisher with Mountain Vale Media, 
I have stepped into a position that he offered me to stay with the newspaper as the managing editor. So for the first year working with him, I will be focused on training some of the positions that I have been doing for so long on my own. We've already started training um, two of the positions of the seven that I've been doing, and I will keep the managing editor role, but I will be training someone to take over um, advertising, marketing, sales, that kind of stuff, and some of the other roles so that really I can just focus on being the managing editor and making sure we put out a great paper every week. With so much to look forward to, she also gives us an update on some of the projects that were set in place this past year. How are things progressing with the goal of archiving the last 46 years of the newspaper? Well, let's see. We just wrapped up the News Colorado Needs Grant. We did not quite meet our goal this year, but we did have a matching grant. So with the matching grant, we made twice as much as the years before. So we will have plenty of funding for our intern programs, and we are actually fully funded now on our digital archive program. So our digital archive will be going in to be completed soon with the Colorado Historic Newspaper Collection and on the Colorado Library website. And it will also be on our website with all of the editions of The Mountaineer from 1977 to now available for people to read. So that's pretty exciting. And last, Barbara shares why she believes The Mountaineer continues to grow. I think people have always supported the Mountaineer, and I think they support it more than ever. Um, I hope that they continue to do that uh, moving forward as we grow and change, um, you know, to to really expand our coverage. I feel like people are going to be really excited about the stuff that we have going on. And more than anything, I think people support community news because it is the only reliable community-focused information out there. Thank you, Barbara. It's good to know our readers and listeners have so much to look forward to. Reach out to Barbara with questions and comments by emailing her at info at themountaineer.com. Red-eyed on the west side of the divide in a little city With a girly dancing around my shaking bones It's me rectified and petrified and cougar-wide Sing me lullabies, knock me out with them little things you do That was Bear Hat performing their hit song, Red-Eyed. Now let's go to correspondent Jamie Lammers to hear more about Bear Hat. Hello, my name is Jamie Lammers and I'm a writer and correspondent for the Mountaineer newspaper. A couple of weeks ago, I had the chance to interview local band Bear Hat. They introduced themselves here. My name is J.B. Song. And then we have... Josh Wexler on the flute, and then Charlie White on the guitar, Clay Bedell on the bass. Bearhead will be playing at the Jamestown Mercantile this weekend, Friday the 13th. JD tells us why these mountain gigs are so important to the band. Probably like about, it was less than a year ago. It was probably in the beginning of this year. It was warm outside. We went up and played at the Merc. It was a really important space to us. We have a lot of friends and family in the mountain communities around town. That's kind of really where we're sticking to our main gigs for right now. With a focus on staying local and playing as much as possible, Bear Hat has managed to hit just about every town across the peaks. Town, Rollinsville. Uh, we haven't played in Netherland yet. That's kind of on our trajectory. Same thing with Lions. But those are the kind of places that like, you'll kind of find Bear Hat really at, at this juncture. 
Bear Hat actually has a brand new album in the works. Here, they give us more insight into what fans can expect to see in the future. Start recording an album that we're hoping to have out sometime in the summer, probably of next year. Yeah, we're just trying to put out original live mount music and create. But we're also trying to do one of those cool Merc outdoor gigs, you know, in the summer as well. Um, we'll probably play a few gigs here in Boulder here and there as much as we can. Thank you so much to JD, Josh, and Charlie for coming on board and joining us for the podcast. Once again, that was Bear Hat. Be sure to check them out this weekend playing in Jamestown at the Jamestown Mercantile. The show is Friday the 13th and it starts at 7 p.m. You can also read my weekly column and full music calendar in the Mountaineer newspaper. Thanks again for listening, guys. It's me rectified, petrified, goo-eyed, sing me lullabies. Knock me out with them little things you do. Thank you, Jamie. We'll hear more again from Jamie next week. We're happy to let our listeners know that he'll be expanding his coverage to also include local business spotlights. You can vote now for the 2022 Best of the Peak to Peak. Tell us your favorite places to eat, unwind, and take a date. Categories include everything from the best burger, the best music venue, and even the best fishing hole. Vote online by visiting themountaineer.com. You will also find a form for entries printed in the most recent edition of the Mountaineer newspaper. Mailing and drop-off instructions are included. That concludes this week's episode of the Mountaineer Podcast, where everybody's listening. Visit our website at www.themountaineer.com to read more information about today's guests. Pick up a copy of this week's print edition of the Mountaineer at newsstands all across the peak to peak. I'm Dango Rose. And I'm Cynthia Davis. Until next time, thank you for listening.